Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Where do you think your emotions will be week two? Honestly, I don't know, um, but I know this much. Like like Hearn talked about, you know, I'm going to be juiced up going into that week or whatever, but as far as once that game gets going, I'm going to be cool, calm, and collected because that's when I'm at my best. And – you know, I'm looking. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to, to, like I said, looking forward to that week two matchup. Like J Cole would say, man, applying pressure, man. I can't wait to show up and do what I do in oh. a face. Oh, <laughs> somebody been listening to J Cole this week. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait. To, I can't wait to do what I do. Patrick Peterson. Yeah, do you know who J Cole is? Really quick, let me interrupt. No, I have no idea. He's a rapper. I just want. I was okay. hoping. I was hoping Judd would just. Well, Jay Cole is a Channel 5 Eyewitness News oh, reporter. Yes. I do know who Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, and a pretty good litany of of Arizona receivers are, though. So that's an interesting challenge. That's not going to be easy, what he's talking about doing. Uh, that was yeah, Patrick Peterson on his weekly podcast talking about that game against the Cardinals. Uh, early in the regular season, this is Purple Daily presented by TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, and Declan Goff, our executive producer. And we'll do a couple things on today's episode. We've got our Tuesday trivia, where I put you guys through the Vikings trivia grinder. Mentally. We got Declan. Mm-hmm. He One question last week. One question. You, you asked oh. one question trivia last week. Declan, do you not remember the walk-off? Right. Sometimes oh, you use shorthand, and I have to like figure out what. Well, yeah, my last brain week, is not very good. Last week on oh, trivia, last week on trivia, you asked one question. And I nailed it. And you you were Araldus Chapman right now. You threw him <laughs> one, one pitch. One pitch, baby. It was he into the right field seat. Were you stealing signs? It. Stealing signs? Knew it, well, you knew well, it was coming. Araldus, Araldus sticky Araldus stuff Chapman. on the finger. Yeah, we'll, did you have to stop sticky. using sticky stuff, yeah. Araldus? Uh, but the other thing we're going to dive into here right off the top are the players who have the most on the line for the Vikings in training camp. And yes, we are about three weeks away from Vikings training camp here. We've almost made it through the the entire offseason with no games. I mean, the Vikings haven't played a game in like seven months. And so uh, we're excited for training camp to start again. But um, let's, let's, Judd, you go ahead. You've got someone in mind. You told us before we cracked the mics that we need to shine a light on yes. this particular thing. Because yes. we're always early on things and sometimes people call us reckless in our discussions and speculation. But um, listen, sometimes you, you might be early and wrong. Sometimes you might be a visionary. And we'll see what this is. Go ahead, Judd. 
This is going to become a big story as training camp opens eventually at some point in time, especially if the position is not filled as it should be. We all know that the Vikings, and Zim in particular, went to great lengths to address a defense that was flat-out bad in 2020, mm-hmm. and that there have been a lot of additions and guys coming back from injury made that are expected to make this again probably, probably best case, top 10 defense. But let me shine a light on the one position where the Vikings actually pursued guys in free agency failed. And I will give you, I'll start off with a name and then get into the position, okay? Pressure on a player to produce. And in some ways, this is a great opportunity as well. But the name is Stephen Weatherly, who had six combined sacks. He had three sacks in 2018 as a Viking, three sacks in 2019, and then got a free agent deal from the Carolina Panthers where he played in, I believe, six games before he got hurt in 2021. He had zero sacks. He's back now. So he he had a bad year, got released by the Carolina Panthers. You just bashed the Sid Hartman bobblehead. I didn't mean to bash the Sid Hartman (laughs) bobblehead. I'd like to apologize, Sid and Zach Levine, two close personal friends. Anyway, Weatherly is back in the fold. And I think when you look at the depth chart at right defensive end, I think we should be focusing because it appears right now that the Vikings are not going to make an addition, certainly a significant one at that position opposite Daniil Hunter, where of course for years Hunter had Everson Griffin who would like to come back, but I would not bring him back. I think he is well past his expiration date as a player. Yeah, that. So, so the depth chart goes Weatherly, DJ Wanham, who was a fourth-round pick in 2020 and had three sacks in 14 games last year, but that was a situational player. He wasn't being asked to start. Patrick Jones, a third-round pick this year, and then Janarius Robinson, a fourth-round pick this year. So Stephen Weatherly, to me, gentlemen, first day of training camp, is at the top of that depth chart with the opportunity to win a job at what the Vikings consider to be a premium premier. Well, heck, not just the Vikings, the whole league does. A very important position. And I think we should start the focus right now because that's the one area where the Vikings are tried to sign guys, couldn't, and now we're going internal. Um, and if your right defensive end is not effective, that allows you to pay more attention to Hunter on the left side who's coming back from a neck problem. Let's not dismiss this as a given that it's going to be good. Yeah, I think... Um... I, I'm I'm kind of surprised. I didn't think you were going to say Stephen Weatherly's name, but it makes sense in that they are so unproven at that position. I think it's going to wind up being a rotation of guys. I think I think your your friend at the right defensive end spot is going to be freshness and health. You know, I don't think you're going to gain much by putting somebody out there for like seven or eight hundred snaps and having them be sort of depleted from a gas tank standpoint and not necessarily starting caliber. I think. Running fresh bodies out there on a regular basis is going to make the most sense. Uh, but Stephen Weatherly, it, it should be his job to lose to start with. I think DJ Wanham is going to wind up, if I had to make a guess, I would say DJ Wanham winds up with the most snaps. But in this conversation, one of the names I was going to throw out in terms of uh, just like most important training camp players that have the most on the line is training camp, could you make an argument that Daniil Hunter's on this list? Sure. That nobody has seen this guy play football in like two years. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last time he played a meaningful snap was literally like 18 months ago. And so by the time training camp rolls around, it's going to be 19 months. By the time week one of the regular season rolls around, it's going to be 20, 21 months since he last played a meaningful snap in the NFL. And so I think he has a lot on the line financially. I think he has a lot on the line just from a from a career standpoint and you know what kind of player he can be. 
So, um, yeah, the Vikings' right and left defensive ends are, are, for different reasons, are both in that conversation. The one thing I would say at right defensive end is if it's fine to have a rotation of guys and depth guys that you trust, but that's such an important position that I think if you have, if your true premise is it's a rotation of guys, it basically is like quarterback. It means that you don't have one. And that's such they, an important they, position they to get pre- right. But I mean, can one of these guys step up and emerge? Because if they can't, and it's just a rotation of, well, we, this guy got two sacks and maybe this. I don't think that, that that might be an answer at a defensive tackle position. I don't think that's an answer at right defensive end. So I think it's imperative that if this team is going to be as successful as we think it can be, especially on the defensive side of the ball with all the changes, that somebody emerges at least as the dominant presence. And it's not, uh, well, Weatherly played and now it's Wanham and now it's Jones. And, and I know for a fact during the early portion of OTAs, Patrick Jones, the second from Pittsburgh, who was the third round pick, is a guy that they liked a lot, and I think that they're hoping that he can be the next hunter in the sense that he was good in college, but there's more there. Uh, but I really think that going into camp, there's going to be a need to have somebody at least emerge as the as the best player at that spot, because if you start the year with, oh, we got four guys, I would argue you really don't have a guy at all. Well, you, you brought up an interesting name and an interesting report that came out. I believe it was late last week here in just a second. But I just I need to I need to call a T.O. baby, as Dick Vitale would say, because a 20 or a full. I am feeling great in my chill boys boxer oh, briefs right full now. Full time out. Full time out. I mean, how do those chill boys make you guys feel? Just be honest with me. Free and easy and like I can breathe. Let me say this. Like a new man. Fresh leash on life. It's a fresh. It's great. I mean, I feel chill boys give me the opportunity that in 51 years on this earth, I have not had it. And Dex, I know that you're a youngster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I'm guessing that you feel the same exact way, which is every day that I start with chill boys, I know. I'm going to be comfortable when I sit down all day. Look, it was a swampy weekend in the Twin Cities. We were, in, we were near triple digits. You know, I played 18. And I can tell you right now, my golf balls, uh, those were those were a different story. The chill boys, they provided a little more comfort than, than normal. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just I'll tell you right now, if you're active and you're moving around, chill boys is where it's at. And you're not going to lose those balls. You will not you lose those balls. Yeah. <laughs> no, you will not. Another topic. And chill boys, they're passionate about your comfort. Chill boys... Born in Minnesota, find them at chillboys.com. Legitimately life-changing. Uh, we are all wearing Here, them I'm wear- right now. I'm, I'm wearing them. Are you wearing yours? Don't show them. I'm not going to show them. Uh, I'm not going to do that Maybe, to people because my it, shirt might come up. After, and I, if I nail the random Viking of the week, I'm showing them off. Okay, okay well, okay, you can because you're thin. I'm, the first guess. I'm not. Random Viking of the week is going to be uh, tomorrow. I'm, I've That's got right. your Vikings trivia, trivia today. today. Yeah. That's right. But Keep track of what we're doing, okay? I'm trying. Take your pants off however you want. Uh, You mentioned Everson Griffin and Paul Allen from KFXN Radio in the Twin Cities area. Uh, He said, I believe on his show, that Everson Griffin really wants to come back to the Vikings. I think this would have been a consideration before he went nuclear on Twitter about five (laughs) or six months ago and just destroyed Kirk. He called... He was destroying Cousins and maybe even a couple other guys, but he specifically said Kirk Cousins is ass, I believe, in responding to somebody. So I just don't know that you can drop that in the locker room here. However, last season, if you're talking about guys in-house right now, yep, um, Everson Griffin, according to Pro Football Focus, 
would have been the Vikings' best edge rusher just from a pure pass rushing standpoint. He had a grade of about 75 out of 100, which is still very much well above average as a pass rusher. So if you're just looking for a guy, even on third downs, to come out and pin his ears back, so to speak, you can find worse options than, what, 33-year-old Everson Griffin? So I would consider it. I would consider it. So he could come back if all was well between him and the team as a third-down specialist now, right? He's not a three-down player, but he definitely could come back uh, and from the right-end position probably provide a push on third down or inside, too. But you're right. Like, he's gone. So I'd say when he basically, before the Lions played the Vikings last year, I think at U.S. Bank Stadium, and Ev came out and said, what, um, that Zimmer didn't respect him and went on and on about that. I think Zim's like, what the hell are you talking about? And then when he called Cousins' ass on Twitter, which is hysterically funny, and, and deleted <laughs> it, it you can't ass. delete that. No, so, yeah, if you're the Vikings, you don't need that. You just don't. You don't. And the problem is they very much did at the start of the free agents period try and acquire and sign a guy that could have, have an impact and be a three-down guy, and they didn't. And it's if you think about it, defensively, it's the one place – they came up short, right? Like everything else, they're getting guys back or they sign guys. I'm not saying they signed the best player, but they certainly found replacements. So right defensive end is the one position, and it's a premium position. It's hard to find guys that they didn't manage to address. And I'm very curious to see now, because I don't think anyone, I don't think you're going to find a guy released during training camp who you're going to say, oh man, he's going to be outstanding. So I think the competition that you have is probably the competition. Yeah. Uh, All right. Next one here. uh, I'm going to throw another name out in terms of guys who have the most on the line for training camp here. I don't think his job is on the line for week one, but I think the the groundwork could be laid in training camp for a short leash on Garrett Bradbury. All right. I think Bradbury is going to take a step forward. He's 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 very good as a run blocker. But he's one of the worst pass protectors in the entire NFL across all offensive line positions. And the Vikings went out this offseason and they said, all right, Mason Cole can play any of the three interior offensive line spots. His best position, um, his I think I think his best position was left guard for like two or three hundred snaps with the Cardinals. We can verify that. But like yeah, he's, played, he's played center. Uh, for a large chunk of snaps. He's been a starting center in the NFL. So they finally have a guy in here, and now is he going to come in and be Matt Burke in his prime? No, but like they've got a replacement, a veteran replacement, sitting right behind Garrett Bradbury for the first time. And so if he looks questionable as a pass protector in training camp and in the full team practices and, and preseason games, I think the leash is going to be a lot shorter in the month of September for him. What do you guys think? Because he's a first-round pick, I don't know about that yet, but I do think that this is his make-or-break year for sure. So, so when when you say that the that the um, his future could be at least it would start to be set by training camp, I agree completely. I don't know that his job's in jeopardy to Mason Cole during the course of the season unless he gets hurt or is just awful. But I do think the training camp's the start of, okay, dude, it's go time now. And we don't mean run blocking. We mean pass protection, too. So if he has another questionable year, I don't think you pick up the fifth-year option. And I think that there's a chance you start to look for a replacement, which is a huge deal 
when you consider this was a first-round center. Like, you can't miss on those. Those aren't like, well, we took a center in the first round. If you take a center in the first round, that's a position where it has to be a hit. And if he fails in pass protection this season, they miss badly. So I don't think he's in immediate trouble in 2021, but I think you're exactly right as far as the ground being set for potential problems. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And here's another one to throw out there, too. All right, This is probably the most obvious one. Mm-hmm. All eyes are going to be on Greg Joseph. This training camp, you're going to have beat writers tracking his statistics during practice the, the when he Tom runs Pelissero, out there. Write them yep. all down. Tom yeah. Pelissero, uh, the godfather of tracking training camp statistics. <laughs> yep. And um, if he if he misses, you know, five kicks or something in a practice, it's gonna it's it's not going to go under the radar. Let's put it that way. As long as media is allowed to watch all of these kicks, and so. Um, you've got an impatient coach who hasn't been great at connecting with kickers. And the Vikings, we know the franchise's track record with kickers. So if the question here is who's got the most on the line at training camp, the Vikings kicker always has a lot on the line. And Greg Joseph would, would fall squarely in that category. This remains, I believe, the single most inexplicable thing that the Vikings have done during the course of the spring and summer. I don't get this one. I mean, Greg Joseph basically hasn't kicked in games for how long? Two years? Three years? And he was on Tampa Bay's practice squad, and like the the buzz around him is Tampa Bay protected him every week. Okay, he didn't kick for him. Uh, I don't understand how a team that has a coach who can't stand kickers is, like, unless there's something else we don't know, if they're waiting on somebody else, or there's something, but I mean, Right now, it's Greg Joseph and I believe an undrafted free agent. Oh, good luck to him <laughs> to compete for a job that, again, is incredibly important. And the Tampa Bay game you lost because of your kicker. And that was a veteran. Do we, so this, is it possible? This is the one I don't have, get, Phil. Maybe we have just a skewed perception of how good a kicker needs to be. I think with, with some of these great, like Justin Tucker has ruined it for everybody, right? And uh, Adam Vinatieri, up until like three years ago, has ruined it for everyone. That we think if you don't have Justin Tucker, then you just got to keep rifling through kickers. Well, you know, we're just going to have to maybe live with some missed kicks once in a while. And you do. Call but his for name a guy's was, head every time. But it was Kai Forbath. He missed some extra points. Okay, that sucks. But you know what he did? He made some incredibly big field goals. Now, I'd like to talk to Zim for one, one second if he's watching this. Extra points are worth one point. Hi, Mike. Mike. Field goals are worth three points. So if I've got a guy who misses, and and by the way, a lot of guys since it got moved back for the extra point have struggled. I get that. That's fine. But the four bath thing, you found a guy who basically was going to be as good as it gets for you. Like, I don't know why, but Zimmer didn't seem to bother him, right? The kick against the Saints in the Miracle game is why we saw the Miracle. Because he made that kick, which was what, 52 yards, I believe? Something like that? That's a big boot. Okay, so like you've hit it there. You're just fine. Everything's fine. And you get the harebrained idea to draft a guy with a big leg who I understand has turned out to be good, but guess where he wasn't good? For your coach. It's one of the biggest miscommunications, I think, between GM and coach we've seen. But Kai Forbath was your guy. Whatever happened to that one guy? Who was the guy that they traded a fifth-round pick to Baltimore for? Uh, oh, uh, Ved- Vedvig, was yeah, it? Kerry uh, Vedvig. 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 Yeah, yeah, Kerry Vedvik from yeah, ba- yeah. Uh, and then that that pick got sent from Baltimore to Jacksonville for like a really good player in a trade. <laughs> I have no idea, but I mean, 
That was another weird one. But they're always, why are they always so panicked and doing such weird things with kickers? I don't know, man. It's like, uh, it's an important job. But it's Greg, not just Greg, the, Greg Joseph's definitely. <laughs> okay. Will, I'll give you a perfect special teams example. Cause this drives me crazy. Okay. The punt return thing last year is embarrassing, but if you find a Bobby Wade type of guy, right? Just fair catch it, dude. And you go through the year with five punt return yards. Okay. That's not ideal. But it's not killing you. Like, just don't fumble, right? But the kicker thing is you can't piecemeal that and be like, well, it's going to be good enough. You're either confident or you're not. That's not a, like, the punt return job is like, we're not super confident, but we think it's okay. So it might be okay. I think part of the problem, though, with kickers is it seems like right now across the NFL, there's 32 teams and, like, 12 reliable kickers. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, there's, there's, there's not 25 reliable kickers out there. There's Justin Tucker and then, like, 10 others. He's in a category of his own. And then there's, like, 10 other guys. And then everyone is sort of in the same boat beyond that. So more than half the league is, like, kind of year-to-year or even week-to-week with their kickers. And so I don't know if, you know, it feels like it feels like quarterbacks are just coming out of the woodworks, out of college, and, like, they're just jumping right in. Kyler Murray just jumping right in. And there's some bust, but quarterback play has just elevated year after year after year after year, right? It almost feels like kickers have eroded. Like the top 10 are going to be great, but do we need some sort of, you know, that Trent Dilfer elite 11 camp for quarterbacks? Like, do we have that yeah. for kickers? I don't know, but that's a great something point. We're like blowing air horns in their helmets. Longwell and, might know. Maybe he should start. Maybe he, we should start this knows. business with Ryan. But this might be a genius Mac, idea. McAfee, McAfee should start this. He's, well, a, he's, punter, a, though, he's right? a punter, but, but but still, he can he can he's weird enough that he could he could do something like this. Yeah, but I don't want a weird guy. I want a sane guy, <laughs> Longwell sane. That's what I want. But the thing with Zimmer is like what Mike should sit down with a, two glasses of red wine and digest is this fact. Mike, you're always and it's fine, but you're always what after defensive guys, right? Because he wants people to play his system and and be good in their jobs. Maybe not great, but good. Kicker should be in the same breath to Mike because if he took care of that, he wouldn't have to worry about it. Like, okay, you're going to miss some extra points. You're going to miss some long kicks. I, I get that. But do you realize we've had kickers under Mike who have basically gone nuts? Like Dan Bailey last year in the Tampa Bay game, he's missing by so much. Like, he couldn't yeah, make a I, kick. I, 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 that Tampa Bay game, I honestly empathize and side with Mike Zimmer. It's like, dude, you're a professional. You've been doing this for like 10 years. Do your job. Don't miss a kick by 40 yards to the left. Which is how okay? you ended up Why with are the you guy so who nervous? Like, I understand. Some of this, I understand Mike's perspective. It's like, guys, I mean, I we're literally out here bashing our brains in with these other positions. You got guys who are risking, you know, cutting 15 years off their life in the trenches, and we're scheming, and we're game planning, and all we needed to do is just take a deep breath and but make that's a my point. field goal. All but right? that's my point is you got to find somebody who won't complete. You know, Blair Walsh, Dan Bailey went nuts. You got to find a guy that won't go nuts. I understand you're going to miss f- field goals, but when you're – but, I mean, Dan Bailey had some kicks that were headed to Miami. That is so worked up over kickers though today. It's oh, it drives me crazy. It's the, nuts. The kicker thing drives the kicker thing drives me crazy. I've got one because it involves Declan's favorite player. Oh, the heat is on. It's been on for three years. BC Johnson and Chad Beebe, third receiver. 
Because I don't think, I think BB has a good chance to make the team as the punt return guy. But I think BC Johnson has to show a lot now. Like, I think this is the make or break. Because we all thought yeah. last year, he's the third guy. It's going to be great. And, you know, he's okay, but he certainly wasn't special. But I think the pressure is on. Because if BC Johnson shines, that might that might be bad news for Chad BB. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I feel like they're going to they're gonna either sign someone or bring in a Larry Fitz at the last minute. Now, Larry Fitz is going to be courtside at all these finals games because he owns part mm-hmm. of the Suns. But once those are over and once the, the grind of training camp is over, and it's obvious that the Cardinals window has closed, Larry, bring it on home for one year. I'm with you. Throw that purple jersey on and be the Vikings' third wide receiver. Love it. Two, three targets a game. Just be there in the red zone for a big play once in a while. Let's make this happen. Let's bring Lair home. All right. I'm on board, dude. Yeah. I'm on board with that one. I like that one. Let's make it happen. Um, <laughs> I got some trivia for you guys here. Okay. I'm going right. to try and stump you. But uh, we have a new partner here on the show, Brainerd International Raceway. There's a, a, a fun uh, three-day stretch here in mid-July, July 16th through the 18th. Live racing is back with the second annual Jed Copham Memorial Race, a full weekend of live racing. Uh, with the Trans Am Series presented by Pirelli. Um, it's been a 50-year tradition, the Trans Am Series at BIR, and has five different classes of racing all on the two-and-a-half-mile road course. So it's time to get out enjoy some live racing. It's a blast up there at Brainerd International Raceway. You can get tickets and also camping packages at BIRMN.com, BIRMN. Enjoy a weed-free summer at the lake, courtesy of Aquaside. One easy application of Aquaside pellets can eliminate weeds and lake muck. Aquaside has been trusted by hundreds of thousands of lake homeowners since 1960. Neglecting aquatic weeds can hamper recreational activities like swimming and boating. Lake weeds can also provide breeding habitats for insects. Make your lakeshore beautiful this summer with Aquaside. Call 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. All right. You guys ready for this? Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, the preface to today's trivia, we always like to keep it topical here. So Jimbo Fisher talked to the Pioneer Press, and Jimbo Fisher laughed now in retrospect at the notion of Dalvin Cook falling to the second round. I'm going to read you this from the Pioneer Press. Uh, Fisher said that teams made a big mistake letting Dalvin Cook last that long in the draft. Quote, the Vikings got the steal of the draft in that one, I promise you. All the ones who didn't think he was first round, I never understood that, and I used to laugh at that, and that somebody's going to regret that one day. Uh, The 2017 draft, Leonard Fournette went really early, not as good as Dalvin Cook, right? Later in the draft, you had third-round backs like Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, James Conner. Uh, Tariq Cohen in the fourth round, Aaron Jones in the fifth round. All those guys have been pro. So it was a pretty good running back draft. Mm-hmm. I think Dalvin Cook's the best of that bunch. That's my buddy, Fisher said. It doesn't surprise me. Whatever he does, he's as good as I've ever seen around and as great of a player as he is. He's a better person. He's a workaholic, a team guy, and I love him to death. He had a bunch of other great things to say about Dalvin Cook. But here's my question for you guys. You get three wrong guesses combined. You're working as a team here. All right. I need, besides Dalvin Cook, the other seven Vikings running backs who've gone for at least 1,000 yards or more in a regular season. Okay. All right. So yeah, let's talk it out. Chuck Foreman is one of them. Yep. Roberts. Let me know when, the, when these are official guesses. Let me yeah, know. we're just, okay, please. We're yep. just talking right now. Just so. talking right now. This is Sorry. two friends. Okay, right. so uh, I mean, Chuck Foreman. Father, son. Yes. Foreman, 
Robert Smith. Robert Smith, too. Michael a- Bennett. He went over 1,000 once. Yep. Adrian Peterson. AP is four. Chester Taylor in his one season? Oh, Did God. he go 1,000? I thought he won a I that. think so. In he carried put the him, ball put him down. Like every him time down. Just to, just in 2006. Nice name so that, these aren't official guesses yet? You, you're just going to no. dump, dump well, these all on me here? Well, yeah, we'll go. We'll, 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 Hold on a second. Yeah. You told us for seven names, and then we're coming up with seven names, and now we're not doing it right? <laughs> um, okay. Chester Taylor, I've got put down. Okay. <laughs> um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Terry Allen. Back okay. in the day. Yeah. Yep. Terry Allen. I know the name. When you were young. Yep. Towards ACL a couple times. Name. So uh, Foreman, Smith, Bennett, Peterson, Taylor, Terry Allen. Um, 80, 80s? They did not have, did Ted Brown ever? I don't think Ted Brown ever did, got uh, to 1,000. Did, did, um, did Herschel Walker go over 1,000? I don't, you know what? I don't know that he did here. I mean, I know it was an epic flop and it's yeah insane yeah trade, but yeah but you know what he might have he might too. have might have be worth just okay put, I'm, i'll put, put him down. down and now okay. let's let, let, let's hit some of these off and, so and some start. of the yep. obvious yeah. ones all right yep. adrian peterson yep we'll, we'll give you that one chuck foreman yeah. chuck foreman Rob, yes robert smith yes declan's one michael bennett all right you guys are doing well here so far okay terry allen i'm very confident okay terry allen Okay, how many is that? That is so. You guys five have said Adrian, seven. Adrian Peterson, Dalvin Cook. We gave you already. Uh, Robert Smith, Terry Allen, Michael Bennett, and then who, who else did you guess? Foreman. Yep. Chuck For- Chuck yep. Foreman is correct. Yep. So so it's seven. But just to be clear again, it's seven besides. Yeah, it's Cook, eight right? including Cook. It's eight and, including Cook. Okay. And so I need. Okay. I so said you, Chester you guys, Chester Taylor in two thousand six. I said yeah. yeah Chester is that Taylor. Official guess. Yep. Yes. Okay. All right, you get three wrong guesses to guess the Ooh. last one on this list. Okay. Okay, so so Declan, you said Herschel Walker, which I'm going to put it's, down. Yeah. Um, Ted Brown, I don't think ever got to a thousand, although he was the primary back. Is, at, that, is that Boom Boom? That uh, boom? No, no, that's that's. Um, Look that at was me. Bill. Bill Brown, Bill Brown. and Bill Brown that, was. I don't think Bill. I think back then you didn't okay. have that problem with guys like Bill Brown. So Herschel Walker, Ted Brown. Michael, I don't know his first name. I just called him Boom Boom. Is that Boom Boom? boom? boom. Yeah. No, um, but th- that's fine. I mean, you did the right boom, thing. Boom. You did the right um, thing there. Um, <laughs> hold on a second. Is there anybody in the 2000s we're missing the, then? I mean, like, the, the only guys, and I, I don't think Before, never, you know, like, like Mo Williams, Noel Day Moore, yeah. Ontario Smith never yeah, got no. to 1,000. They had some nice games for sure. Yep. They never went to 1,000. So anybody between, so, so it basically went Robert Smith, yeah. a lot of just random, random dudes, dudes, but Michael Bennett was in Michael there. Michael Bennett had the one. And then... AP. Couple, couple names out there that haven't even been bandied about yet. <laughs> and then AP. Uh, it's possible Jared that McKinnon you've already didn't. said his name. I don't know. Jared McKinnon was it. No, he had a crap ton of touchdowns. Asiata and he caught never, a bunch of, and he and caught passes. Because he, he was sort of an amply. Now, Roger Craig um, played for the Vikings, but I don't think he ever got to 1,000 here. He was older by then. Mm. <laughs> what? No, this is great. I love this. I feel like I'm in command, even though you only okay, have one left here. I feel like we should. I feel like, I feel like we should start by guessing, since we have three strikes, Herschel Walker. What do you think? Okay, yeah, I'm fine throwing it out there. Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker. Yep. Herschel Walker ran wrong. for 825 yards in 1991. Yep. I think he went. I think he went over a thousand then with the Eagles after he left Minnesota. Classic. Um. 
I will Boy. not tell you whether you've said or haven't said the name of this person yet, but I will say that there are a couple names that have not been mentioned that are okay. Who are we? Interesting so are, names. Are we? Are we? Just for a hint, give give us eras. Like, are we talking a long time ago? Or are we talking? Because it seems like two thousand. We've hit in on my everybody lifetime. in my lifetime. Okay, so ninety three. What's the question? As is in it Declan's lifetime, ninety three and two thousand twenty one. Yeah. Um, that's such a, I mean, that, that's a ridiculous that hint. Okay. All right. Well, let me give you a different okay. hint. Okay. Okay. It's, it's, it's for sure. Uh, after the Vikings were done with their four straight Super Bowls. Okay. Okay. So you so, can, you can eliminate like old, old, old Vikings. Okay. So after it's after Chuck Foreman, you can eliminate boom, boom. Yep. 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 So sixties and seventies are now out and we get, we gave you Chuck Foreman. So, Dex, we're talking about from 1977 on, and Foreman, by the way, played a couple more years. Then Ted Brown came in, and I don't think it's Ted Brown. I don't think he ever got to 1,000 yards. I might be wrong. Um, so in the 80s, we went from, because the Vikings had a dearth of running of good running backs for a long time, pre-Robert Smith. I remember that was always a challenge, was finding a replacement, and they finally drafted so, Smith. So was it, did it go Terry Allen and Robert Smith? Um, Who was the gap before yeah, and Terry Robert Allen Smith then got Herschel. hurt. Uh, it went Herschel. So who was right before Herschel? I'm trying to remember who was right before Herschel. Because mm. they obviously felt the need to replace him quickly since they made that trade during the season. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, that was the wrong button. I'm, no, I'm, I'm just trying. I'm stumped. I'm trying to think of yeah. who, who I'm missing, and I'm sure people are yelling at the podcast right now with the name. <laughs> This and I great. can't. I mean, this we, is great theater. Said, this is great theater. But we said, got, but we got seven of them. We so. said AP, right? We said AP. Yeah. Just yes. so like I'm, yeah. I'm just, I'm yeah. making the two thousands. Okay, Dex. Was, was something. Dex. I'll the two thousands. Yeah. Sorry. This incredible tap dancing by Judd and Declan is powered by Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Thank Federated's you. been around for over a hundred years. Give you guys a chance to think for a few seconds yeah, here. I'm trying to think of that. Um, the industry's Federated works with or just. A wide range across the board. Auto services, woodworking, contractors, wholesalers, retailers. If you are a business owner looking for resources, frontline protection, and peace of mind, and just tools and people that can help protect your business, Federated is here to help. Federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. And we appreciate that. All right, back to <laughs> Alfred Anderson. Repla- so he he was involved. He's not one of them. No, Rick Fenny was a fullback. I'm Rick trying to think of before Her- Herschel, like who we would have missed before Herschel. Because uh, the 2000s decks, the 2000s are Michael Bennett. Yeah. Bunch of slappies, right? Slappies, yeah. Slappies replaced by Peterson, <laughs> who was here forever. Or I'm, I'm sorry, replaced by Taylor and then by Peterson. I'm going to have to put a time limit on this of 60 seconds. Okay. Because I mean, and, we, yeah. Uh, no, I Maybe agree. Long. And then, and then after Peterson, are we missing? Uh, I feel like Phil's is dude. It's gonna, more if, from it's, the 90s? if it's someone in in the last twenty years, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, I I really don't know. Like I I I feel like we've exhausted. I've exhausted all my Vikings running back resources here. I mean, you get two more. I mean, you get it. You get your yeah. All right. Well, forty yeah. seconds left. No, he never did it. That's dumb. It's a running back. I will say there is a name that has not been mentioned yet that I'm shocked has not been mentioned. <sighs> I'm not going to tell you whether that person is the correct answer or not, though. Toby Gearhart never got to it. 25 no, seconds. No. no. All right, we'll guess Ted Brown. 
Ted Brown is dead. Oh, we got it. We got it. I never thought he got to a thousand. We got it. Okay. JG Brown's Ted dad. Brown. One thousand sixty-three okay. yards oh. back in nineteen eighty-one. So who shocks you? Who who didn't get mentioned? Dar- Darren Nelson. Darren Nelson oh, ran yeah. for eight hundred ninety-three yeah. yeah, yards in nineteen eighty-five. We also got it. Dave nice Osborne had nine hundred seventy-two back in the sixties. Yeah. For the Vikings. And did you know Latavius Murray ran for 842 in 2017? Yeah, you we should have mentioned me. He was really good. Day yeah. train. Wow. Nice job, you guys. All right. You you buzzed through the first six right away. And then. You know, well, we take our crap seriously here. Yeah. <laughs> like we don't just like blow it off. You guys are you guys are true professionals when it comes yeah, to it. And we'll like do that. random Viking of the week too and see if Declan can I don't know if it's possible to be better than Declan was last week guessing Tavares Jackson That's after like was. one yeah. syllable of my no, first clue. Uh yeah, this Vikings player completed Tavares Jackson. Tavares Jackson. What? It was like name that tune. I can get that tune <laughs> yeah. in one note. Tavares uh, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us every day here. Please click subscribe on our Purple Daily YouTube channel. Uh, well, we're up over uh, 15,000 subscribers now. And we also have another YouTube channel, Score North MN, where we just surpassed the 6,000 sub mark over the weekend. So thanks to everyone for hanging out with us. And we'll hit you with some write that down predictions on tomorrow's show. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you more of what you love, like premium travel benefits and access to Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. Plus, get access to Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Maybe I'll see you there. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.